This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. All right, we're here with Rudy Del Bosque. He goes by the Instagram handle Silver Bullet Mullet. Rudy, what's up? What's going on, brother? Long time no see, man. You have an interesting background. You're in the trucking game. Absolutely love it. Um, but I kind of wanted to get a little background on how you got into it. Um, I yeah. know you and your dad are, are are pretty tight, but I don't know if everybody knows the story. So go back as far as you can. Um Kind of paint a little picture of young Rudy and and how he is yeah. the man he is today. All right, man. Well, um, my old man started doing this long time ago, man. But he was like 15 years old. I guess if I'm going to go way back, he started loading big trucks when he was like 15, 16 in Aubrey, Texas. And so he's been around uh, dump trucks and dumps his whole life, you know, and been in dirt work. So, you know, when he finally had me. He would take me to job sites and, you know, put me on the skid steer at like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old and just, you know, playing the dirt piles and whatnot. And then when I had a little bit more ass in my, you know, britches, you know, I could push down that clutch pedal. He would have there me relocate dirt from one end of the job to another. You know what I mean? Um, then my dad, he started his business. Uh, it was, I want to say it was May of 2000, man, um, before 9-11, actually. And okay. um, it was it was pretty gnarly, dude. He started with a uh, 1987 Kenworth T800, uh, tandem only, no trailer. And he was just bobtailing, yep. man, doing single loads. Um, and from there, he's built, you know, slowly at a time, you know, buying a piece here and there, you know. new, uh, Not a new truck, but dependable, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so it wasn't always what you see, what we have now, you know, what I post, you know, like Drip Daddy and – you know, uh, all those nice trucks and stuff. I mean, and we come from humble beginnings. You know, my old man, he uh, he built it with old equipment, but dependable and took care of them, you know, and, and built it up to what we are right now. Well, it's wild. It's wild. The uh, the old equipment is some of the best. Uh, it's, yeah. It tends to stay around longer from gliders. And the people now using gliders, yeah. right? And and rebuilding yeah. the whole the the whole thing with old engines and everything absolutely unbelievable but um yeah. so no so dive into it a little bit more so how how'd you come on um well i came on in uh 2007 uh before that i was doing concrete work man i was you know one of the you know hands out there raking mud you know and that shit's no no joke out there dude you know yeah. so i got a lot of respect for the concrete boys man that do it in the summertime <laughs> you know? that but uh my dad so he was um starting to expand a little bit more and um originally i was um in school to be a coach i was going to be a football coach believe it or not so uh life happens i ended up you know having a kid early i was 20 years old when my oldest was born so i decided you know come back home and um i was like i said i was doing concrete work for a little bit and then just called my old man up and said you know, if, if there's a spot available for me, you know, uh, I would like to come and, and haul some dirt, you know. And so he gave me my first chance and my opportunity to uh, to come on the scene with him and 
you know, get my feet wet with it. But I already knew what I was doing, but I just wasn't out there doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How'd you get your CDL? Uh, shit. <laughs> a lot of practice. Uh, just got the, went in one day, got my handbook, man. And, and dad said, you know, read this shit front to back, boy, because, you know, everything that's in that book is going to be in that test. And I was like, noted. So I went and did that. I spent like two months um, chasing that rabbit. And then finally I was like, all right, I think I'm ready. And then boom, went and took the test and got it all handled out. And uh, the driving test was nothing what it is today or from what I understand, um, it was a breeze, man. So it was pretty easy to get my CDL, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, now I, I, we've talked about it in past podcasts, but and now it's, now it's school required schooling. And, uh, but before it was, you know, I mean, some people who weren't around the trucking industry, it was a lot harder, especially when you had to call out, uh, things in your walk around or as you're mm-hmm. walking around the truck and, and pointing to different things. And that was always a, uh, a huge hurdle for some that, you know, they're good at driving, maybe good at trailering, but not really good on the mechanical aspect. And then on the flip side, um, you know, how many straps per load, what's the stopping distance? I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn in that book. Right. Well, there is not only that, it's like, um, now from what I understand, they'll fail you if you don't even, uh, pre-trip your truck, right? I mean, back when I took my test, man, the only pre-trip we did was check airlines, kick tires and that was it. And, and check, you know, for real, it was like that. And now I hear it's, it's pretty strict now uh, to get the driving part. I hear is the hardest now because you'll fail. If you'll fail it by missing one thing you didn't do, check off your list, you know? So, but yeah. again, I, that was, I took my shit 15, 16 years ago. So I'm not worried about it now. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're bringing in your rig. The state looking at it and it's uh, fucking hissing away. <laughs> It's insane, but yeah, back to like what you said about the uh, schooling, though. That's the uh, way to go now for everyone. It seems that's what I'm under, like been told is yeah, they're sending kids to schools, man, and get their CDL. But the problem is that I have with all that is once they get their CDLs, they're throwing them out there into it. They're not like really training them for what yeah. they're gonna experience out there on the road, you know? Yeah, they learn most of it on the in a parking lot or you know, yeah, short trip stuff yeah. like that. No, I agree. Yeah, man, it's dangerous. I mean, you're going to put some kid out there or, I mean, he doesn't even have to be a kid, an adult that has never done this before. And, you know, he's uh, hauling a lot of weight and doesn't know how to uh, see his distance, use his distance in front of him. He wants to run up on a car and doesn't know how to stop. And, oh, shit, you know, here we go. You know, trying to double double white fist in that damn steering wheel, then you're off in someone's ass. You know, it's not good, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's also good for insurance, too, you know, that they go to school now. And uh, that's pretty much all it is. That's what I've been told is that the schooling is to help for the damn insurance of premiums and shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's nice to have a streamlined way of doing things. But, you know, I've said yeah. I've said this uh, among company uh, in the past. It's it's funny how in the trades there's certain there's certain trades that have rules and regulations and then there's other ones that have licensing and what have you. And then there's some that don't have them at all. I mean, what was wild about me being a mechanic is we didn't have to get licensed, right? May have to take an OSHA course, may have to do, you know, hydraulics license or CDL or, you know, um, a bus 
whatever the school bus permit was. But um, yeah, I mean, any Joe could walk off the street and be a mechanic, fix your car. And, right. but then you go, you go into the carpentry trade and, and uh, you know, you got apprentice journeyman, um, a whole bunch of different licenses there. Then you got um, electricians, welders, stuff like that. All these certifications. I, it, it was right. wild that there's no standardization in the mechanic. I, I, and they had ASEs, but that didn't really, that's a private company just saying, Hey, you, you take our test, you're good to go. But it wasn't, right. wasn't, there's was no legislation behind it. It's kind of interesting. Right. And uh, you, you were a mechanic. Was you a mechanic in the Marines too? So I was actually, I was a Marine diesel mechanic in the Coast Guard. Okay. So it's oh, okay. a little uh, working on uh, working on uh, marine engines in the Coast Guard. So, oh, okay, I yeah, got you. I got you. Um, yeah, that's what I did, and that that we went to school through uh, through the military. It was like a three month school out of Yorktown, Virginia. Um, right. Basic everything, but you had to yeah you had to go through it, and then if you wanted to get work on anything or be qualified in anything, you went to Caterpillar School. I went to mm. Yanmar School. Um, so yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of st- the military did it right, but yeah. Right. So you know a lot about diesel engines and stuff. A little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, I know a little bit. I know what my favorite <laughs> motor, you know, I, I like the, I prefer a 3406 E model cat, but yeah. now with the, with the new shit, you know, it's either a Packard or X15 Cummins, man. And you know. It, it is what it is, you know. I, I just don't. I don't like them. I don't know enough about them because mm-hmm. uh, I'm only a year and a half, two years, or two years with X15 learning it, you know. Because mm-hmm. the 3406, I mean, I could just hear my truck, hell, feel it, and know there's something off. And injectors out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or most people don't even know what the hell they're listening for, and that power loss, you know. I'm like, no, 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 no. You hear that little yeah. that tick flutter you know that injector somewhere we're gonna find it yeah yeah it's uh it was interesting like being being a mechanic and and same probably for you being a truck driver is um you know you always wonder how the old dogs did it like how how do you know something's wrong or um like how do you know this like just just a plethora of information and now we're starting to become those people where the (laughs) people are like how do you know that and i'm like i just hear i was it was the, it was funny. I, I had, uh, my, my Tahoe, I, I in between houses right now. So I actually can't work on a vehicle, uh, in my driveway. So it was funny. Cause I was, uh, I had a wheel bearing start to go. And so you could hear that little mm. hum every time you took the, mm. took the yep. turn and I'm, I'm in the car with my family. I'm like, you hear that? And they're like, no, and I'm like, yeah. I know, like I could feel it, I could hear it. I brought it to the mechanic. I was like, "Hey, uh, left front wheel bearing. There's something wrong with it." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, buddy." Because he didn't know yeah. I'm a mechanic. I won't say it to him All because right. I don't. I never really liked when people came in and said, "Hey, you know, my cousin's a mechanic, or I'm a mechanic. This is what's wrong with it." Well, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna figure it out myself. I'm not gonna listen right. to what I, somebody else. So exactly. I never say it. And he's like. He's like, it's fine. It's tight. I didn't hear anything. I'm like, you didn't hear anything? I'm like, shit. So sure enough, like two months later, it just got louder and louder and louder and louder. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, n- he- now? <laughs> Die laughing. Man, there's, there's some guys like that. I mean, that's in the uh, big truck uh, industry too, man. Sometimes, not all of them, but sometimes yeah. you might find one. 
that'll kind of, I wouldn't say shortcut it, but um, you tell them what you hear and you're like, nah, no, nah, I'm telling you what it is. And then all of a sudden it's too late. You're going to have to uh, take it back to the shop because what you originally said it was ends up happening. You know, your fucking fan clutch goes out. You're like, your fan, fan clutch is going out. And they're like, nah, it ain't it. It was a fucking airline or some shit. You're hearing things like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, but, well, I always knew why that happened too is because unless they were a hundred percent, a lot of guys, and this this is what sucks about the industry, uh, is they they get so much shit when it comes to um, being wrong every now and again. You know, customer comes in bullshit about you know spending X amount of money on mm. a wrong diagnosis or what have you. Right. So guys won't, a lot of guys won't pull the trigger even if they, even if they're like, oh, it sounds like it, but I can't really prove right. it. You know what I mean? And right. and they're right. like fuck it i'd rather just say i can't hear it send it on its way and then when it gets worse come back and then we'll definitely be able to figure it out so it's kind of like i understand why it happens because they don't want to put their reputation out on the line to say right you're right it was the left front and really it was the right front you know what i mean right yeah i mean i mean i understand that too it's like you know for me it's like i I can go no i know for sure what it is but i've I've been wrong man you know and you know we're (laughs) been wrong plenty of times yeah you know what I'm saying? And my old man be like, I told you it wasn't that shit. You want to be all hard-headed and say it was that guy. And I'm like, okay, that's shit. But, uh, yep. but yeah, man. But, so, okay. Fast forward, you get your CDL. Um, you're now working for Pops? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, what are you, just hauling sand and gravel? Are you, yeah. are you day tripping? Yeah, yeah okay. so, I just got I go straight into, um, I'm just hauling single load. So I was, I was just in a tandem. I was in a, uh, a 98 Kenworth T 800 and, um, mm-hmm. man, I just, I was pretty much, it kept me kind of local. And then, and then it's funny. My, uh, I say it kind of kept me local for two days. And on the third day, he let me go out there for real. And then, um, this is back whenever it was only Mapsco. You remember the Mapscos? No, you don't remember. Okay. So before we had GPS and Garmin, I mean, we didn't have a Garmin in our trucks, but before we had it, our phones that had GPSs, maps, Google yep. maps. Yeah. We had a uh, we had a thing called Mapscos. It's it's kind of like the Atlas. You know what I mean? The I think yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about like binder books with fucking yeah. maps in it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had yeah we had road maps. I mean, I remember the day fucking map questing thing had like a thousand fucking turns. Right. So. We had MapQuest for every county in our area. And, I mean, they were mm-hmm. seriously like thick-ass uh, textbooks is what they look like. Yeah, and yep, one day yep. I, yeah, so I was going to Carrollton one day, this town about 45 minutes away, man, and I couldn't find my fucking way out of it, dude. Like, seriously. And I got so frustrated. That day I felt like quitting because I spent what should have been a 45-minute drop. It took me, this is no lie, like four hours to find because I turned my phone off, got frustrated, and turned off my uh, two-way radio, everything. And I remember getting home, and uh, or back when we parked, and, and my dad looked at me and told me to breathe, like, calm down. He said, boy, it's going to be okay. Sometimes you're going to have to listen to these old people. You know, the, the guys that know where they're going, they'll tell you how to get there. Yeah. He's like, until then, you need to just breathe, relax. He goes, uh, then he hands me a beer. And he laughs and he goes, boy, you couldn't fuck your way out of a wet paper sack. That's what he told me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my introduction, man. 
and uh, over time, obviously, got better with it. You know, I yeah. mean, I didn't blaze the roads, and I wasn't some some badass at it. You know, it just takes you know time, effort, and you know just listen to these you know OGs of you know sand hall and whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was cool that your dad was level headed. Uh, you know, gave you gave you a little bit of shit, but um, could see that the biggest beating you took was not going to come from him. It came from from uh your your experience so um it's cool when when uh they finally side with you a little bit and they're like you know what i can't be hard on you because you're harder on yourself than i could ever be yeah and and that's that's the truth though it's like that's how i've always been because i just i was like a perfectionist and and i'm watching him and my cousin uh andrew we call him buzz he's been with my dad for 20 years he's like an older brother to me he's like 52 years old so I'm watching these guys effort effortlessly, you know, just going and running circles around me, and I'm yeah. sitting here struggling. I can't even put four rounds on the ground. They're over here, are you know, doing ten, eleven, and I'm like, what the shit? But um, he he was hard on me. Don't get that twisted. Like he was like foot to ass, and it, I mean, we butted <laughs> heads. You know that saying, it's hard to work for family. No yeah. shit. Yeah, that's a true. Uh, so hard, in fact, that my cousin had to tell uh, my dad, like, hey, you know, let me let me handle boy. That's what they call me, boy. Yeah. Let me handle boy. And, and you know, because you getting hot and yelling at him and he gets hot and yells back and y'all both ain't getting shit done and accomplished. Y'all are just yelling at each other. That good know? cop, bad cop shit. No, I, it's, it's, yeah, fucking, yeah. it's fucking hysterical. Up at the farm, uh, me and my dad got into... I don't even know. He 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 pulled the fence post and he didn't ask to pull the pull the fence post and I gave him a ration of shit and then it was just like we weren't talking to each other. It was over a yeah. fucking fence post. Yeah, no, man. I, I same, dude. Like I I've been there, you know, with my dad. My dad just turned sixty last week and uh and I'm I'll be thirty seven in February and I'm thinking out of the fifteen years, I probably went through five years of of some real ass chewings and I mean, face to face, like blowouts with my dad. But yeah. at the end of the day, I understood what he, where he's coming from. Cause I mean, he just wanted me to, to, uh, hold a standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And cause I mean, where we're from out here, man, every sand hauling business over here, it's, it's family run and owned. Yeah. Well, for the most part, we're family, uh, run and owned. We have one outsider and he's like family. We've known him for 20 years. Uh, Marky Mark. And, but everyone else, it's generations of uh, their family, like, started a trucking business in the 70s. And, and their kids have either branched off and started their own thing or they continue to carry on their name. You know what I mean? So oh, that's what we're from. You know, everything is like that. So, and, and I understand that um, you don't get this far in your, your business last 30 plus years. You know, some of these guys buy bullshit. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you're like this cause you hold a standard and there's pride in there that you take whenever you go take your truck out there and you say, you're going to get shit done. You get shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So, so, uh, yeah. with, uh, you and your dad, is this going to be a, a family affair? Yeah. I know you got some young ones. Is this, uh, is this going to continue on to generations to come or you, you don't want this for them? Yeah, uh, that's a good question, man. Um, my dad and I, we've had this conversation before. Uh, so my, I got a little brother that works with us now. He's been here for two years. 
So he doesn't quite got a seat at the table yet. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. got a long ways to, to learn and, you know, all that shit. But little brother, yeah. big brother, we butt heads when it comes to stuff like that sometimes. But I've learned to shut that down and just kind of, hey, let him find his way. If he's in it, he's in it. If he's not, he's not. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yep. But I've told my old man before that, you know, I, I feel like this is either going to die with me or my youngest, you know, son or my oldest son, they might be interested in, you know, and if they are, I'll give them the, the fair shake that my old man gave me and my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I also know, like, I'm a very loyal person and I know there's tears to this shit. You know what I mean? Like the old man, he's, he's the boss man that, you know, the guy below that is my cousin Buzz, who's been there since, you know, 2001, 2002. Yeah. But even my cousin, and then I, then it's me at 15 years, and then Marky Mark, and then my brother. But, uh, you know, my cousin Buzz has told me, he's like, hey, man, you know, I may have been here this long, but at the end of the day, that last name on that truck, that's your last name. That's not mine. Yeah. You know, that's that's your namesake. So, you know, run it like you own it. And, and that's how I've been carrying myself for, you know, since <laughs> I guess you want to call it the probation period or getting uh ha- the hazing period, you know, then I, and I do, I, I run it like that. I take pride in what I do and it's not easy, you know, doing that shit. But, um, it is, it is cool though. Um, waking up every morning to say I'm doing this and people point and look and they go, Oh, I know that truck. That's, you know, Del Bosque truck right there. Cause yeah. the way yeah. we keep shit. Now, do you, uh, I've been asking this question recently. Do you see, so the industry as it stands right now, you're cool with, you're making money. Um, if it stays the way it is, you can see your family making a, a living uh, for their kids. But with everything changing, whether it's, you know, electric cars, whether it's autonomous vehicles, whether it's just the need for the product you're hauling or, or the, the, um, the workforce being there, do you see the writing on the like a writing on the wall? I I don't know if it's the writing on the wall because I have no idea. But um, do you, do you see that that the signals out there that things are changing, or is everything business as usual, like full speed ahead? I'm just making money. Well, uh, I mean, it's, it is business as usual, but um, we definitely see this uh, this change, man. And uh, you know, I heard y'all's podcast with Iron Mike. He said he nailed it. Like it's you can't find drivers that want to work one. Right. Um, and you can't, it's just, it's just like, we're the last of a dying breed, man. I mean, it, it really is. The guys that have been doing it so long, they're all getting older and they're fading out. There's not many people that are stepping up and doing, you know, the, in the trucking industry, whether that's cattle hauling, you know, heavy equipment hauling, sand fucking bull haulers. Man. Yeah, dude, that motherfucker's a bad boy. Shit, I ain't messing with none of them, dude. I'll just say, sir, and walk going about my business. I mean, they got exemptions to laws, and if, if you got exemption to laws, you you know you a bad mamma jamma. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the real deal, boy. I tell you what, man. some of them are like they'll sit there and look at your ass and. If you look at them wrong, they'll be like, boy, we either fighting or fucking if I'm taking my shirt off and I'm married. So this narrows that shit down to one thing. We're fighting. <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, uh, but no, it's, it's like uh, I, I see it's just it's hard to find drivers, man. It's it's hard to um, 
it's just right now we're in this crazy little bubble because uh, yeah. we have so much growth and building right now in the DFW area where we're at. I mean, it's crazy right now. Everyone's busy. And, but you know, there's going to come a point where that comes to a stop. Yeah. Cause it, from what I was told in late seventies or early eighties, it, it happened once. My dad told me that construction stopped. I mean, it was a boom and then it stopped. And he's like, I can see that happening again. And the way it looks right now, we have this big boom right now. And in our area, it's just, it's crazy because like all this land is getting developed. I mean, what else are you going to develop after this? You know what I mean? So maybe we'll see it in my lifetime over here. Um, I hope it, it it lasts another you know, 20, 30 years. But, man, it just seems like a, it is kind of heading into a different direction, man. I mean, look at what they're doing with Peterbilt right now. They're getting rid of the... 389. I don't know if you pay attention to what uh, Peterbilt and stuff like that. So they, they're introducing the um, 359 already. And it's just, it looks like dog shit, but they're going to this like new era. And you see it, you go, this looks like some space age shit. Cause it looks like a dump truck that should be in the damn, uh, out there in the freaking space, dude. Yeah. Big International was doing it for a while there. Um, weird. Yeah, weird looking fucking weird looking trucks. Um, Dude, yes. I like so the like long nose square. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that three eighty nine, that's the end of it. Um, this year they stopped production. Um, they're taking orders right now for the uh, three fifty nine, and they're going in production in twenty twenty four. So there is no more the traditional split uh, window look windshield. Yeah. Uh, Peterbilt. That's it. You know, and it's. I'm seeing it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it, before too long, man, I don't know. Maybe my fifties, maybe when I hit 60, we're going to see something different than, than a trucker. You know what I mean? I don't I, know. I just, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's, it's interesting because, and I've actually never talked about this, but it was funny how, how, um, if you look at transportation and how we hauled goods over the course of, um the the united states history it's mm. weird that we ever gave up our railroads i mean it just right? it was it's like it's like we had railroads then we went to autonomy so everybody had their own vehicle and we're like fuck railroads and now we're like everybody needs to take mass transportation and all this stuff and it was like well maybe we shouldn't have got rid of the railroads and right. everyone's now a fucking bike path you know what i mean and it's yeah. like yeah I don't know. It feels to me like, you know, with hauling freight and, and, and moving people across the country, maybe, maybe railroads was a bad thing to get rid of. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about it like that, but you're right. And then now I started thinking about how do you get rid of truckers when truckers are the, the soul of everything in America. If you think about it from hauling produce, your clothes, your, the hat that you and I are wearing right now to get, Yep. You think that you think that some magic little uh, fairy came and gave me my brunt boots? No, it was a trucker that freighted that shit in. What? You know. Maybe <laughs> not the brunt. Maybe, maybe something else. It was a magical <laughs> little fairy. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's a magic in there. Shit, yeah. That's why I got my <laughs> boots. I'm about to stomp some shit. But anyways, but, but anyways, but you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, truckers. We yeah. 
you got to have them. You got to need them. But it's, it, but like I said, it's harder. They're harder and harder to find. And I hope that that doesn't end because man, without that, dude, what, what happens with America? You know what I mean? Cause it's everything. Truckers for everything, your groceries, your material, your, for your, build your house, your lumber packages, you know, everything. Every one of those guys are so valuable and important. <laughs> all of all of even the, the fucking uh, guys, that, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. A, I'm joking when I say this. Swift, they might have some <laughs> shit. They might have some shit in their uh, trailers that you, you know, you might need. But, I mean, they can't drive for shit, but it is what it is, man. What large company uses Swift? Because I, I mean, I see them, but I don't see them docking anywhere. Maybe they don't make it to the destination. I, I don't know. Ha, uh, I think um, Walmart distribution centers. I think I've yeah, seen they them. Use them. Uh, yeah, I think some distribution centers. But uh, even then, man, I mean, whew, I've seen some crazy shit in my time, dude, with some Swift guys. I've seen a lot of crazy shit in general, just being a, you know, sand hauler. You know, I've seen. I've seen some wild stuff, dude. Um, I've seen people I, just. I, I was dying laughing with that when that truck driver ripped the the rear axles off that trailer on that and kept uh... driving <laughs> the Swift truck. Yeah, I was dying, bro. It, hey, you know what though? It's like that guy. What? What is it? Uh, it's not going to cost him anything. You know what I mean? No, it, and the best part is it didn't ruin the truck. It only ruined the trailer. Who gives a shit about the trailer? I guess. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, when I see that, it's funny because that applies. There's those kind of drivers in our business. Uh, I, I'm sure for heavy haulers, too, like um, that's never done it before. They they don't give a shit. They're just there to punch a clock, get their check. We call those guys cab maggots. They're just steering yeah. wheel holders. You know, they're just, they don't care about anything, not paying attention to anything. And they tear more shit up because it doesn't bother them. But the guy that owns a company, man, Jesus, dude, how much money can one, you know, uh, spend on fixing shit of a driver that doesn't care, you know? Yeah. I mean, that in, in that per particular circumstance, that's an easy one. That trailer's totaled and <laughs> yeah, checks yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you later. So I guess, I don't know. I, I mean, and it's, it's a product of their own environment from a lot of the truckers that I've, I've heard from. From dispatchers pushing the pushing the limits, companies pushing the limits, drove a lot of the real passionate people out. Um, yeah, kept kept a lot of people. Um, you know whether it's wages, whether it's insurance, whether you know it's medical and dental and all that stuff. Kept a lot of good people from coming in because you know the money and stuff wasn't there during, especially when we were growing up, like. Being a truck driver yeah. wasn't wasn't lucrative business only until recently. Truck drivers are right. starting to get their weight in, in salt, right. and right. Uh, no, right. So you know, I kind of drove a lot a generation of of uh, potential good good candidates away, and now now they're left to deal with what they got. I mean, I see all, all around Portland, Maine, and stuff. They forty fifty dollars an hour for truck drivers. They're still not getting it. It's like mm. it's it it's wild now. Now money's not money's not an issue. Like people people aren't going because of the money. People are going because of the you know they want to do something different. They want to be a long haul trucker or what have you. But um, yeah, it's just I think they ran a lot of people out 
before they even realized they ran people out. Yeah, man. I think you're right right there, too. It's like, uh, especially those long, um, over-the-road truckers, those yeah. long haulers, man. And, I mean, kudos to those guys, what they do. I mean, praise to them because I, there's, I couldn't do it. I want to be home every night, you know. I want to see my kids. I want to see, you know, my wife. I mean, granted that uh, being in a family-owned business like this, we are our own mechanics too, man. You know, yeah. like there's times where my wife and kids, all even though the shop is right down the road, like, I mean, the driveway, they haven't seen me in two days because once I get in, I got to work on something, work on yeah. a trailer, work on someone else's truck. And my wife knows that stuff. She, she's a trooper. Um, you know, your kids, they, but when they, they don't understand, you know what I mean? They, yeah. They're too young. All they know is I haven't seen daddy in two days. And when we see him on day three, we're going to go get some ice cream because he must've been down there at the shop working the last two days, you know? So, but that's the only thing, it, uh, the, the sacrifice of time, man. I think it's every yeah. truck driver in America that you're sacrificing one thing and it's time. You know, if you have a family, they're the ones that, that have to suffer from that. Um, the over the road guys are like two weeks at a time. Sometimes they're like, what, one week, two weeks on. I yeah. mean, it's tough. You know, what's crazy you know? about, you know what, you know, what resonated with, with your last statement is, is, uh, you know, a lot of us, that's, that's a father's mentality. A lot of us think that way that, um, you know, that time's taken away, but we always, we always have that, that mentality that we, we got to constantly tell ourselves, we're doing this for the livelihood of our family and, and, you know, if, cause I was the same way, man, it was gone all the time working Saturdays, you know, I was gone, gone before the sun came up and I was back when the sun came down and, you know, you get, you get a, maybe an hour with your kids and usually they're fucking cranky as shit. And you're, yep. then all of a sudden you're the dad that's yelling at them cause you caught them at the, yeah. the tail end. You're but, um, it, man preach it dude it, one of the thing that kept me kept me sane through all that is just saying like i'm the provider i'm yeah. the one i'm the one that you know they may hate me until <laughs> i'm 50 yeah. and i'm retired or 60 and i'm retired but i know i'm putting the food on the table and everything so that i mean that's like the blue collar men and women that's their that's what keeps them going is it's like yeah so yeah man we both i'm sure your old man was the same way he's like you know you you watch your old man he was the same a prick <laughs> so like so you know what I'm saying like look I, look i love my dad but my dad honestly, i do too it's he was he's rudy senior like he's an asshole like he was yeah but our relationship now i would say in the last um eight years we'll say eight years has been yep. supreme you know what i mean it's, it's yeah. like it's a crazy shit and um he sees me now as okay. I've done my job, and and it's uh, here's a seat at the table, son. Now your word matters and stuff like that. Which you know, forever I was like chasing that. You now know? they're asking you, and and now you feel. I don't know now. Now it's now it's, it's they're putting the pressure on you again because you're like, well, shit. I thought you always had the answer. Now you're coming to me for the answer. So yeah, no. Nope. So yeah, sometimes it's like that. It's hard to. Uh, it, it is. I'm still look at him like, motherfucker. You got the answer. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit. No, but it's 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 funny because uh, 
you know, <clears throat> I tell stories of, you know, me and my dad growing up, and and it's funny because I haven't told this story. This is this is this is this is how you know you made it, right? So my dad used to fucking make me mow the lawn all the fucking time. He's like, that's why I had kids so that you can mow the lawn so that I didn't have to. And I was, I was, I was never the, the top bar on the lawnmower. I was the first bar because I was so short at the time. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I, <laughs> you I know what it. I'm talking about. Yes. I know what and you're I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's right. Fucking <laughs> for a push mower. Yeah. 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 So I'm out there and we had, I mean, we, there's, there's some boys out there that I've God bless them, but I, I had maybe an acre. No, no, maybe like a half acre. Right. And and I'm doing it with push mower and and I had to do it every week and you trim the bushes and all with it with not, not one of them like actual hand shears. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, so my dad comes and lives with me on the farm. I'm 37. Now he comes, lives with me on the farm and, uh, he's now mowing my lawn. And I'm like, And he keeps on a zero turn or a push mower, dude. Dude, push mower. He's been through three in the past two years. He fucking Shut up. dude. But it's funny because he approached me the other day. He's like, "Hey, um, we need to get one of them them uh, riding lawnmowers." I was like, "Hell yeah!" I felt like an asshole, but I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm gonna see how long. And what's crazy is, is like I'm. You know, not elder abuse or anything. You know, me and my dad are super tight. Um, if he ever needed something like that, I would. But um, yeah, yeah. it's funny because he's he even says he's in the best shape of his life now in his 60s than he's ever been. And how, it's, how old is your dad? I don't fucking know. He's uh, 65, 66, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. My dad just turned 60. He looks fucking 70, but he's 60. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Dude, my dad party motherfucker dude seriously like i yeah. heard stories like crazy about him back in the day and the one thing they said they go one thing about rudy senior is like we've never uh seen him fight and i was like oh because he didn't want to get involved they go no because no one wanted to fuck with him because <laughs> the way he looked yeah well and that and, and they were a different breed man i mean i still look up to those guys those guys yeah. jumped off over nothing nothing yeah like yeah, now bro. I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't know. Like, is it really yeah. worth no, doing this? No. I don't I'm not fighting unless it's an absolute <laughs> must. And I'm like, dude, fuck you, dude. Like, look, I get winded getting a blowjob, bro. Do you think I'm gonna go fight? You know what I'm saying? Like no, I'm not, and, it, no. I, and those guys used to jump off over a fucking parking spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not popping off over some dumb shit. Like I just look at it like one, he's probably got a gun. That's cool, man, because oh, I got yeah. one, too, and I don't think I'm fucking using it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not fucking, hey, have that front parking spot, Bubba. I'm going over here, you know? I'm too, uh, nah, dude. Yeah. That, those days yeah. are over, man. Those days are long gone. And I don't even know if, I mean, those are some good days, too, because I felt like, I felt like a lot of that stuff was just settled then and there. And then it was like, I mean, if you've ever really been into a, if you've ever really been in a fight and it hasn't been broken up in five minutes, the two of you are shaking hands or hugging by the end. Cause you guys are just like, bro, God damn. I don't know how it was where where y'all are from. Like over here in Texas, same thing is like, we're fighting. Hey, you're not jumping in. You're not jumping in. This are, this is my boy. This is your boy. Like we're letting go down. 
when it was all said and done, yeah, you're shaking. Whoever got their ass whooped, you're either quitting because you got your ass whooped, but all right, my ass is whooped, or you're tired. We shake hands and we uh, crack a beer open. And let me tell you something, dude. Almost nine times out of ten, you might become fucking best friends after that. Like, you you know, and I've had stories like that. I got my ass whooped so bad, dude. Uh, this is uh, 2009 or something like that. And this guy, I mean, I was just drunk, stupid, skinny, skinny <laughs> punk. And he whooped the dog shit out of me. And I remember he went to hit me again. And I go, all right, it's fucking hurting, motherfucker. And he started laughing. He goes, God damn it. And like, get up, we shake hands. We had a beer. He goes, man, I didn't expect you to stick in there like that. Because, you know, it's like, I'm big. he was a big boy. And I was like, hey, man, I'm no bitch. Because if I backed down from that, it would have got back to my old man. And my old man would have been like, so you won't be a bitch. Okay. <laughs> You know, it'd have been like that. So got, my last one, my last one was was not anything to hang my hat on. I've been in some good ones, but my last one, I just got, I got hit so fucking hard in the mouth, split my lip open. I took my tongue and put it in my lip, and I was like, "Fuck!" Because I couldn't see it. I'm like, "Fuck!" That thing's. I walked away. <laughs> you put like, your tongue through your lip? No. So I had such a gash in my lip that when I put my tongue up to it. It was like, oh. it was just completely split oh. apart. I was like, fuck. And I'm just Damn. pouring blood out. And I'm like, I'm gone. I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I'm just going to go get yeah. stitched up. And it was funny because I just walked away from this fight. And it ended up, it like, it carried on without me. And I was just like, see you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think. I think my record's probably like one in ten. Like no bullshit. I got I got lucky on one of them because he was shit faced. I mean, ser- I said fuck fighting, dude. I mean, I don't. If it has to happen, we're doing it. You know, like <laughs> yep. If our boys are getting, I mean, all right, do it. But uh, man, I do two things. I tell my friends now that I'm older. I said first, I said if there's some confrontation with some young buck, some twenty two year old kid, tw- or twenty five, whatever, in their twenties. I look at their ears first, and they go, "Why do you look at their ears?" Oh like, yeah, oh, that shit looks like cauliflower, <laughs> bitch. We ain't got a chance. Okay, ya. trust me, they're gonna pretzel us up and fucking do what they want with us. Okay, we're not doing it. Yeah. Second, I'm I'm just looking to see what they got on them because if I don't have anything on me, I ain't getting got today. Fuck you, dude. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and let this be. I am a bitch. I'm walking away because I ain't getting killed today. You know? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Wow, we went on a tangent here, huh? Yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> it's all about trucking. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, back on trucking. <laughs> hey, it was funny. I didn't get to jump in earlier, but, you know, <clears throat> I, I caught a and, – and poor girl. I feel bad for her. Um, she got into a car accident, but I was um, – I was watching uh, South Carolina or Georgia. This this tow truck had its it ramp down, right? And uh, the girl launched her car right over and went 100 feet. And she ended up she ended up living, so that's why I was. A, oh my god! A, oh, I think I seen that. <laughs> so was if it? you go to the comment section now, that specific instance is is like, you know, sorry that that happened, everything like that. But if you go to the comment section, I was dying laughing because it was like. Every guy said, I, that's, that's why I did. I never actually did that because every fucking guy that drove, <laughs> drove past anything with his ramp down is like fast and furious. I'm going to fucking send it. And she did. I mean, she Dude. did it exactly the way I wanted to do it too. I seen the video. I bet before she hit, do you think she said, 
family and then hit it. You know what I mean? Like, they beat them. <laughs> so, so that was bringing in my, my next point is, is like, we were talking about long haul truckers and like how, how, you know, they're always away from home and everything. But what guy who knows about trucking hasn't wanted to at least spend one night in a fucking sleeper cab and just oh, get away must. from it all. Like it's a fucking, like it's a fucking if, camper. If you haven't do it, man, it's, it's different. It's fun, man. Um, <laughs> I think it's fun. It's just like, when you're a kid, man, like going out there that shitty ass camper, dude. Uh, well, I, I was speaking on an experience from right now. I had these fucking uh, pop up tent. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The fucking uh, <laughs> what are they called? You know what I'm talking about? The pop up. Were they were they Coleman's or I don't even fucking know. That's it. But they that's were pop ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these fucking shitty ass pop up tents. It reminds me when you're a kid, like a kid. I say kid, like you remember? Okay, you remember back in the day. Cause we're the same age when, uh, yeah, that one buddy, I found a playboy and it was like, Oh, I got a playboy. We got a pop-up fucking tent and shit. Like this is his <laughs> shitty ass playboy from like the eighties, you know, it's got mildew on it and shit. Yeah. Well, the camper or the sleeper is not like that. <laughs> I'm saying it's different, but, uh, yeah. Man. No, it was, it, it was funny. Cause I, I, yeah, I mean, we grew up on, like when we were coming up high school and shit, we had Orange County Choppers. We had, they started doing all that, all the build stuff, but they also did builds with, with tractor trailers. I forget what the show was, but they, they used to build out, like pimp out the sleeper cab Chrome and everything like Mafia. that. It was, was, it was how it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. Chrome Shop Mafia. They're in Texas or they, oh. no, Missouri. I'm sorry. Okay. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, it'd be fucking sick. But I mean, you're looking at it from like, yeah, it'd be sick to fucking just like cruise the world and sleep in that thing. But then you realize you actually got a job and you got to meet timelines and stuff. too. Yeah. Log books and shit, man. I'm so glad we don't have log books, man. I've had a uh, state trooper one time, uh, pull me. It's been a long time ago. I'm officer. Uh, I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll use his name. I'm officer Landeros. I need your log book. First time I got pulled over by this guy a long time ago. <clears throat> and he goes, I need to see your logbook. I said, I don't need a logbook. You're driving a big truck. I said, I mean, unless I'm hauling tomatoes and fucking bananas in this bitch and going to California or something, I don't need a logbook. He's like, you don't need a logbook, huh? All right, let's check out your truck. I was like, let's check it out then. Shit, I don't know what I'm being smart at at this point because I've never knew that I needed a logbook, and I didn't. And I came back. He was just testing me because I was a young kid. I mean, I was a young prick, really, at that time. And, um... Long story short, his son now is a uh, state trooper over here in Texas. So now they're they're still at it. And uh, when his son pulled me over about two months ago, I looked at him. I said, <laughs> you're going to ask me for my logbook? And he's like, looked at me confused. You don't need a logbook. I said, yeah, your dad fucking thought I need one. There's some family history. Y'all, you need to get fucking versed in this. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, like, again, man hats off to all those guys that that do that cross the country shit bro like you know they can be yeah. up there where you're at come bringing some uh you know clam chowder or whatever it's like smoking the bed yeah that's ex- that's exactly what we hauling up here just fucking clam chowder we just exporting the fuck out of that some crab legs and shit where, where are y'all at uh exactly i'm y'all up in maine uh, so we're maine. in Ma- brunt's out of massachusetts but i live up in maine so we're exporting lobster i guess where about in maine are you 
Um, Southern Maine, so I'm like the Portland, Maine area. Okay. Um, funny, you're you're gonna laugh at this. So our neighbor is in the sand and gravel business too. And yeah, you were telling uh, me about this, and he's up yeah. north. He's up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah north Maine, northern Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tom, Tom, shout out Tom Meadows. So hope this finds you, dog. Hope you're doing good, old man. There you uh, go. But yeah, his operation's right next door to his USA Truck, and they're cool, man. Every one of them, yeah, good people. So we help each other out and stuff like that. You know, there's no, a, a few of us that help each other out, but not everyone does, man. It's kind of stupid, but some of us well, are cool. Well, it was funny. It, it was funny. It depends on what. Depends on what sector you're in within the trucking community. I mean, um, Iron Mike was talking about some, you know, them, them excavation equipment guys, them low bed yeah. drivers. Yeah. They're they're cutthroat breed over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, um, dead on, bro. Like when, yeah. when you're talking about your show, y'all show. When he was saying it, I said, "Damn, we have it here too, man. We do. We have it here. It's, it's kind of." Um, it's it's sad because it's been happening for generations, man. I mean, for as before my dad was even uh, running his company, and before that, when he was loading trucks, he told me, he's like, "There's sometimes there's people out here that cut throats, and they may do it for cheaper, but sometimes cheaper ain't fucking better." He's like, you know, they promise quantity, but they lack in quality. But some of the sand and gravel and aggregate haulers, you know, what's funny about them is is like. It's volume. They actually get. Yeah. They're they're doing a school up 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 near us in in Massachusetts. Literally, um, they're blasting acres and acres, and they can't get enough trucks up there. So there's no fucking competition. There's hundreds of trucks waiting to get loaded up, and it's like, so for them, it's like, you know, unfortunately, and I'm sure there's probably certain circumstances where there is competition, but theirs is just volume. How many fucking trucks can we get up here? And how many loads can we get out where yeah. other areas are like, I need to protect my market. I need to protect what I do. Right. And so, right. See, that's what I don't understand. Like, uh, like with us, we say it all the time. There is plenty of work for everyone. Even these, the newbies, the new guys come on the scene. Like they're not, they're not yeah. a threat. How can they be a threat when you've been doing business with the same people for fucking, you know, forever? You know, they might come and say, hey, I'll do it for cheaper, but no one, no one's going to go and take that cheaper shit because they don't have a, uh, a day-to-day basis with them. They don't have that uh, trust with them. You know what I mean? And, no, that customer that usually takes that cheaper shit is usually going to be the customer you don't want anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Because we got loyal customers, man. We've had for a long time. And, yeah. and our, our customers, we know on a like personal level. As far as like, you know, their superintendents and stuff like that, they're not superintendents. They're like, hey, what's up, dog? You know, they call like not even about business, seeing how you're doing. And uh, that's the kind of relationships we built with every one of our customers. And they know they can call, you know, they can call uh, Buzz, you know, which is he also does our dispatch. And, you know, he hauls dart too, my cousin. And then they can call my dad if he ever answers his damn phone. Um, They call (laughs) me just to shoot the shit, you know, and they call me silver bullet. What the fuck you doing, Bubba? You know, it's just, that's, that's the relationship you have. And then when it becomes business, it's a business tone. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we separate the friendship from business. Now we're talking business. Well, so it's all good. You know, you're, you're on point. Um, cause 
actually I was I was privy to a conversation between my wife and her hay broker and um it was it was one of the most refreshing conversations I've heard to date so if you don't know we've had so much rain up north that the hay crops have grown but they can't bale them because it's so wet so what ended up happening was a lot of hay crops have have gone to shit so we actually get our our hay from Canada and it gets trucked down. So it's a trucking company that, that also deals in, in hay. And so my wife pays on time. She pays a little bit more than what she should. You know, she, she's not out here cutting deals or whatever. She wants consistency and, and reliability. So right. she pays that premium. Um, so she called him up and said, Hey, <laughs> jokes aside she said hey i need um hey and <laughs> holy shit i just got it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tractor trailer load so 750 bales uh a full full container packed in and the guy goes i set your i you, you buy from us six times a year i set your load aside um i'm getting your other load bailed up now so that when you call me in a month and a half two months um it'll be ready he goes, it's all the same price, but you wouldn't believe the people that are calling me right now for hay and the amount of money they're waving in my face for your load. And he goes, there you go. And, and usually I've had those conversations and usually they're asking for like a attaboy and like maybe some more right. money or they're, but it right. was just, it was an honest conversation. Like yeah. they were just having a conversation like, Hey, you know, a lot of people are coming up here looking for hay and you know, thanks for being my customer. And it was, it was wild. Dude, that, that brings me to this point with that is like, so y'all been doing business together for a minute and that guy could have easily said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and sell it to this, whoever, somebody. Yeah. And that person could have been like, I'll use you from here on out. Just tell them whatever. So they can get that, that load. No. Nope. to that, I, we, we have this saying, dude, it goes like this. Hey, a new broom sweeps good. And everyone goes, <laughs> New broom sweeps good. A new broom sweeps good. When it gets worn out, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna come back. It ain't gonna work. Trust me, yeah. it's, that's how it works. We we see that all the time out here, man. In in this uh in our business, you know, some people we hear these stories. Uh, they went with someone cheaper or whatever. I'm like, okay, hey, that's fine. New broom sweeps good. I'm like, uh, I don't know what you mean. All right, you you'll know. You'll find out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well. I think we summed up the trucking industry again. Um, yeah. I do want to ask you a question before we wrap up this podcast. What the fuck do you do on your off time? Well, funny you ask. I mean, it's pretty much just this, man. Hanging out, grab a silver bullet, talking to someone that, you know, share some kind of uh, same things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day grind and uh, just conversations, man. I enjoy talking to people, dude. I just, I yeah. love it, you know. You don't have to be blue collar fucking, you don't have to be a trucker. You don't have to, I mean, you can be a teacher. I don't care. I mean, just shoot the shit. Uh, but if I have to be honest, um, Sundays, man, every Sunday, I, I take my rig to the shop, wash, wax, polish it. And it's, it's work. It's, it's, it's like a six, seven hour gig. But uh, I do it because when I go to work on Monday and I see somebody that I have never met before 
and they run into me and they go, that's a beautiful rig. It's the best looking rig I've seen in a long time. I do that. And that makes me feel good. You know what I mean? You know, what's interesting about what you do on Sundays is a, I fucking hate it. I cannot Mm -hmm. stand polishing fuel Mm -hmm. tanks, steps, you name it. Rims doesn't matter, but you're onto something. And a lot of truckers know this is I've had to do it after a season and I'd oh. rather maintain it. I'd rather maintain it yeah. <laughs> and, and get into that weekly cadence than have to fucking spend 20 hours on a fucking rim hand polishing it. Now I've done it. I've done a podcast with a metal polisher and they got the tools to do it, but I did not have the tools. Right. No, you and ain't it lying, sucks. dude. It does suck. I ain't gonna lie. Like I maintain mine. I, I definitely do. I polish mine out with rouge bars, um, like at least twice a month. Everything else is by hand. Uh, it's a must that I wax my my truck because I got to have – it got it has to look good. I can't have water spots in it. Uh, inside, I detail it. I mean, it's just it's just what I do, man, because when you look at a truck coming up on a job site and you see it looking good, shiny, polished, all that, that, that tells you that person or whoever that company is, they give a fuck about what they do. They care. Yep. You know yeah. I mean, pride, you know, and again, I share that last name. My, my dad started this business, um, but I'm here to continue it and do it justice. You know what I mean? Cause one day it go. will be mine. Yep. Now I murdered the last name is not Del Bosque. Explain to the, our viewers what it okay. actually sounds like. Okay. It actually sounds like Del Bosque. So See? it's yeah. Del Bosque. But over here in Aubrey, America, and Tioga, Texas, is Del Bosque because we're country as shit. So <laughs> we're just gonna murder the last name. So if anybody wants to follow uh, Rudy or wants to yeah. ask him any questions or wherever, Rudy, tell everybody where you're from and and uh, where they can find you. All right, well, I'm from North Texas, Texoma region. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Silver Bullet Mullet sixty nine. Facebook, just Rudy Delboski Jr. If you want to get on there, uh, just hit me up. Ask me any questions you want. And uh, shit, that's about it, Bubba. <laughs> All right, my man. Thanks for coming on. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Hey, don't pet that rattlesnake, Bubba. <laughs> and as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at bruntworkwear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's Bucket Talk 10.